Hello, I'm Peter Ayers, and you're listening to Stages, the podcast that converses World with the World War II gave us writing for Godot and Oklahoma. Without the arts, we are diminished. We had the kind of creative freedom. I was, I was on television as a child, and then I had I was in Cotty's happy hour. She leaned across to me and she said, one day, you know, you'll be doing that. Mind-boggling. They were even lined with purple leather. Uh, went to the ABC and audition. I was so fit at the end of that, you could have ended me in the Melbourne Cup. I, and I still firmly believe that great work can be made in small places. If nobody's going to respect your talent, you've got to respect it. I hope I've been entertaining, that's all. Well, that's very kind of you, Peter. But you are a friend. And <laughs> <laughs> as are you. Yeah, it's a date. <laughs> it's a date. Hello, I'm Peter Ayers and welcome to Stages. Sonia Madarano has been a leading actor's agent manager for over 20 years. She began her career at Kids Casting Agency, subsequently opening up her own agency and talent studio in 2001. The famed talent management and studios operated several years and in 2008 Sonia joined the team at Random Management, where she has been actively involved in management for the past 12 years. Having her own children involved in the entertainment business, she knows very well what it's like to be a parent of a young performer. She's aware of the sacrifices made to give children the opportunities to help them succeed in a challenging industry. Talent Box is the youth division of Random Talent Management. They are Australia's leading youth talent agency specialising in the development of young talent for the stage and screen. Not knowing where to start is often the biggest problem for young actors and their parents. There are many schools, classes and workshops, just like there seem to be endless agencies. Knowing which one is right for your child can be daunting. Sonia joined Stages to give insight to the role of an agent and candid advice to the young performer and their parents considering a career as an actor. That's Matarano, isn't it? Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Martirano, you did really well. Oh, well, you know, I It took me a while to learn how to say it. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Sonia Martirano, welcome to Stages. Do you know how I learned how to say my name? (laughs) No, tell me. Tell me, how did you learn? When I I first um, had to change my name to Martirano because of my marriage, I I thought, how am I going to remember this? So I I thought of my Tirana and... um, (sighs) Eventually, that's how I learned how to remember my name. <laughs> or my Sharona. My Sharona's another one. <laughs> yeah. um, thanks for, for joining Stages today, Sonia, um, in your role as, a, as an agent and a manager. What's your definition of a performer's agent? So for me, an agent, I guess, uh, is usually a really pa- passionate person you know, they're really passionate about their job and, and they really want to help, you, you know, actors, performers find their path, you know, because they've got a lot to do behind the scenes to try and make that happen. So I guess the definition would be um, someone who's really passionate about their job and um, really committed to their job because you wouldn't do this if you didn't love it. <laughs> Absolutely. And and as actors, we, you know, a lot of people just have one employer, but actors will go from employer to employer to employer, depending on the gig and, and, the, and the job. So uh, you are there in a role to, to manage and facilitate um, all of the, the new opportunities that come their way. Yes, that's right. I mean, look, um, 
to, to start off with someone who hasn't got much experience, um, there's a lot of work to be done. So I, I call that like the development stage. So it could take you one to three years to develop somebody and get um, casting really interested in them and wanting to trust them. And so it's your job to to like, um, make the casting director interested in your client. So it, it's kind of like marketing a product really. So um, and, and they do go from one job to the other to the other until they finally land something. Um, and, and that's really exciting. It's just as exciting for the agent as it is for the actor. We get just as thrilled about it. <laughs> I think this is a conversation that will certainly in, enlighten a lot of parents who may be listening, whose whose children may may want to take their first steps into the entertainment industry. Uh, your specialty area, amongst many, is the youth division and and managing young performers. How old are the youngest actors that you represent? Um, I think the youngest would be around four years old. Um, yeah, we we don't normally sign kids that young, but every now and then you get a special one coming through. I mean, we, we signed a little girl at the age of four and by the time, just before her fifth birthday, she was filming with Liam Neeson, you know, um, oh. on a US film, which is just about to be released. I think they um, announced it. Uh, on deadline today, actually. Um, so, you know, a young girl who had no experience um, but did some workshops during COVID, the, f- the first COVID lockdown um, with US um, uh, acting coaches and developed an incredible US accent that people would pay thousands of dollars to develop, <laughs> you know. But as children, uh, I think they pick things up so easily and if they're really um, interested it's just like um, they just feed off it, you know. So it's not yeah. just um, uh, TV commercials, you know, commercial work that the kids are, are available no. to do. They obviously can score television and, and film gigs oh, as well. definitely. Look, I, I think in the beginning we like to start them off on commercials, get them into the room so that they, you know, get a feel for the audition in the casting room, build their confidence up, you know, might do a commercial or two, then they might start auditioning for television, film. Like these opportunities come up throughout the year, um, not everybody is going to get those opportunities. I guess the, the main thing is to be ready. It's like an athlete who's training for the Olympics. You know, you, you're training every single day. You wake up at four or some ungodly hour in the morning and go to the pools and swim all day. You know, you want you want to be that champion swimmer. It's the same with um, young actors. You know, they have to develop I guess, one, confidence in themselves and, and you know, be, be comfortable in who they are and to train. Training is so important, I think. You oversee yeah. two divisions, uh, uh, Random Management and mm-hmm. Talent Box. Random started as a youth branch, didn't it? And then yes, it did. T- t- tell us how that has evolved or and Talent Box is, is now on the scene. Um, so random start when I first started at random, they just had children and um, it was really exciting. I had my own agency at the time and I brought some clients over and um, I was devastated when I had to, you know, once they reached 18, 19 and we didn't manage them anymore, I had to ask them to go and, you know, seek other agents and, and gave a lot of great actors to a few of my friends who were agents actually. Um, and, you know, as time went on, 
the agency expanded and the people that we looked after obviously grew up with us. And, you know, I had people who I'd looked after for eight years and I couldn't bear to let them go somewhere else. And I thought, well, we're just getting started now. You know, the good stuff's starting to come in. We can't possibly let you go. So then it, we developed the adult section and um, that became quite popular. And, you know, we had some great success with some of our adult clients. And um, just in the last probably three or four years, I, I felt, you know, we took on some celebrity clients and they just didn't feel comfortable being with an agency with kids with four years, you know, that are at the age of four. So yep, sure. I understood that. And I, I had a look at the brand and I thought, well, it's time to rebrand and um, bring all our kids into Talent Box. And then once they get into their late teens, 20s, um, or, you know, if they're quite successful as young teenagers, we bring them into random, which means random then becomes a, a smaller, more elite agency, um, which is, you know, easier to operate as well, rather than just having, you know, 200 people in the agency and not knowing, you know, what half half the people can do. I, for me, it's really important to have a little bit of a niche um, where, where there's only a certain amount of people in the agency, but you know who everyone is and what they can do. So when you pick up the phone, it's easy to talk about them. Um, so that was the whole idea of the split. And we've been very successful with Talent Box now. We've got a Melbourne division. Um, wow. We've got an agent down there who's doing really well. She's just, you know, got some kids on a new TV series for Netflix and, you know, lots of commercials and things coming through. So it's growing and, and, and the um, reputation of it is um, growing really fast as well. So we're really proud of it. The industry is facing a, a really tough time at the moment, a, a challenge with, with COVID, the pandemic. How has that impacted your role and your, your work at, at those agencies? Um, look, I, I guess we had to cut back some staff because we had a few assistants helping us when, you know, things were great. They were moving really quickly. So I, I guess the impact for us is that we've lost the assistants, which means you have to get up really early in the morning and, you know, deal with any international communication and then you've got your, your normal standard day and then at the end of the day you're catching up with all your admin and a lot of the times, you know, I don't finish work till, you know, 10 o'clock at night. So it, it is a very long day now because of COVID and you would think, you know, it's it's quiet so you should have more time on your hands but in a really strange way it hasn't been quiet, you know. <laughs> A lot of work to be done. So I think the only impact it's had on us now, I guess, with the LGA areas, um, so people who are in an LGA can't audition for certain projects um, because they can't travel into, you know, the other areas. Um, also, I guess now, you know, we're seeing um, things like, um, you know, are your clients vaccinated? Um for certain projects. So, you know, different things are happening. I think the whole industry is shifting and, you know, I'd like to think that once we're let out of lockdown, I think it's going to go absolutely crazy. I think it's going to get so busy. Um, a lot of agents are going to be really shocked at how busy it gets. Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, we're fortunate that we live in a time of technology, um, email, the mobile phone. Uh, must make the job a lot easier. Oh, 100%. I don't know what we would do if we didn't have those things. And, you know, I was speaking to someone in America this morning, so just getting to know a, a new contact over there and, you know, we had a, a good half an hour chat and now we're going to do a Zoom so we can see each other in person. I think the Zoom's great because you can feel an energy as well, like once you 
sort of see someone visually. Um, phone is one thing, but I, I love to connect on Zoom. I mean, I've signed um, quite a few clients from last year during COVID and this year that I haven't even met in person yet. I've got at least six clients who I absolutely love. We've got brilliant relationships, but we haven't met in person yet. So we can't wait till it's all over and we can actually connect. Are those clients established performers or, or newbies? How, how do you, uh, you know, sight unseen, how do you sign them sight unseen? They come with a reputation, so, obviously. Yeah, some of them are graduates. So they've graduated from, you know, a performing arts um, company that they've been, you know, uh, working with for the last three years. So we were lucky enough last year to, you know, sign a few people that were grads and they're doing really well. They've been auditioning quite a fair bit. Um, one of my girls actually came to see me from Queensland just in the middle of just before lockdown. So it was that quite window. exciting to meet her in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had that tiny little window and she flew down to meet me in person, which, you know, even strengthened the relationship even more because we get on so well. Um Look, I just think that, um, you know, we're so fortunate to have this technology. With, with Random, I think um, we have a reputation for breaking new talent in, you know. We get a lot of new clients who haven't really got that much experience, but they've had some really good training and they might have done the odd, you know, short film here and there and, you know, low-budget feature or, you know, appeared on um, some guest roles on television so you know we need to work from there um you know and and to me that's really exciting because I enjoy that process you know there's a lot of agencies that get people when they're established and it's really easy to sell those people um you could do that with your eyes closed but I think the fun for me that the best part of my job that I love is the development because you you grow with uh, the client grows with you and as you're um, I guess, you know, developing them from one thing to the other and getting them to work with different coaches and, you know, finally getting them some work that they can get some real showreel material, um, you know, and then it's such an easier sell for me because um, you can't, you can't, um, it's very, very hard to get someone in the door that has no experience. They've got to absolutely blow the casting director away. Um, yeah. You know, we're constantly knocking on the door. Oh, please, you've got to see this person and you've got to see that person. And you're competing against um, people that are quite established. So you can imagine the casting director wanting to bring someone in who's got no experience as opposed to someone who's, you know, been a seasonal performer for the last 10 years. <laughs> so it, it's a difficult task sometimes, but you have to enjoy it, like I said, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you say, it's it's important for um the the agent and the actor to have a, an easy rapport it's it's about a communication i mean you are collaborating together on on the actor's career really and uh, they need to feel that they can say what they want to achieve by this particular time and, and you can guide them in hopefully realizing that yeah um for me it's um really important to understand each other's expectations um you know i think the most important for an actor um, to succeed in this business is to understand the business. You know, it's one thing to be told, you know, you do a workshop and, and someone says, oh, my God, you are home and away material. You need to get in touch with your agent now and you need to get, you know, they need to get you in there. So that's not an easy task for us. You might look the part, um, but there needs to be a role um, 
that we can put you up for or we can pitch you to producers, which I've done in the past, but something has to come up. So it's not as easy as a lot of people imagine it to be. Um, Sometimes people get lucky. You know, um, a few years back I had a girl audition for Home and Away from Melbourne and um, I had an actor audition for um, Neighbours from Sydney. So it was the weirdest thing. Both of them started working at a very similar time, but one had to move to Melbourne, the other had to move to Sydney. <laughs> so wow. it was crossover. really interesting. Yeah, so it doesn't matter where you live. If you get the job, you know, you, you'll get the job. And they were just really weird, strange moments at how they got those jobs too. So, yeah. So, so, so Tonya, what's the path that has led you to becoming an agent? Have you, have you always worked as an agent or how did you... Uh... No get into this part of the industry? So for me, um, as a child, I was fascinated by the arts. You know, my parents, I remember they bought me a little tape recorder back in the day. You know, a lot of people won't know, a lot of young people don't know what cassettes are. Yes. But, um, press, press play they, and record at the same time. Yeah, press play and record. <laughs> so I used to listen to um, uh, songs and I would rewind and start rewind and start and just write all the lyrics because I'd love to I wanted to sit back and see what the words meant of the song so I was absolutely obsessed and you know I remember asking my parents to buy me a guitar because I wanted to teach myself and they bought me a ukulele and I was like thrilled to bits thinking it was a guitar you know (laughs) so I was obsessed with the arts child and and I did multicultural dance um, as a kid and and travelled all over Australia and really enjoyed that. But um, I never had the backing that, that, you know, kids get today um, because my parents, it was like, you know, you'll you'll grow up, you'll get a job, you'll get married, you'll have kids and that's your life. You know, you don't do this stuff. You'll never get married if you become a performer. Um, You know, that was how I was cultured, you know, growing up. But um, as as I grew up and had my own children, children they did explore the performing arts and they were quite good at it and and I remember when they were kids someone said to me you know you should put them in an agency and I thought what the hell is that um so I was um doing business and marketing at the time um and my kids were you know in a performing arts school so I went to about three or four different agents and um the process was you, you signed up you paid your money, um, you know, you got your photographs or whatever we did back in the day. And I just felt that there was no guidance for parents. There was no um, path for me to follow. It was like you just put the kids in the agency and then that's it. At the end of 12 months, you'll hear from them when it's time for renewal. And if you don't hear from them in between, don't bother calling them. You know, that was it. So I guess for me, I I was, you know, my, my voice in my head was like, but how do we know what to do? what do we do with these kids? You know, they're going to dance classes, they're having some singing lessons. Um, And my daughter was fortunate enough to, you know, get involved in musical theatre from a really young age and she did three, you know, pretty big musicals. And I started talking to other parents and listening to what people were saying that knew more than me because I was just new to it. And I thought there has to be somewhere where I can put my kids and I can have a communication and and trust that my agent will lead me in the right direction. I, I didn't care whether I heard from them too much. I just wanted to know that I'm with the right person and they'll tell me what to do when it comes to that. You know, when, when we got an audition back in the day, they used to be like faxed to you <laughs> or, you know, you'd, you'd get a phone call saying this is what you need to do. Um and you'd take your child to the audition and you'd go in the waiting room and you'd be like, okay, darling, your turn to go in. I didn't know what to say to my children before they went in or what they should prepare or, 
you know, I'd listen to all this stuff in the waiting room and I'd be like, oh, my goodness, I don't know any of, any of this stuff. So I was kind of, it was very daunting and I guess I just thought, how do I do this? This is something I'd really like to do. And, and I'm, the reason I wanted to do it is to inform people on, on, you know, what the steps are to joining an agency and, you know, what your future potentially could be, but the right steps towards it. Because there's, you know, there's good, wrong ways and, and right ways of doing everything. And it's the same in this industry, you know. And um, over the years, I guess, um, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really happy to still be in this industry and still be doing what I'm doing because I, I get lots of joy out of when people do reach their success, you know, that we've done something right together and we've got there because, of, you know, we've had the right information, we've taken the right steps. And, you know, you, you, you aren't always going to do the right thing, you know. There'll, there'll always be errors, you know, or, or something will come in to um, block you or, or someone will get into your ear. And, and this is a lot of um, what happens with parents, you know, you can have amazing relationships and work with people for years and all of a sudden, you know, uh, there'll be a lot of chit-chat and um, all of a sudden the parent that trusted you so much for the last few years all of a sudden doesn't think that you're the best and you're not doing the right thing and because this person got work over here, we need to go there now. So, you know, th these are the things that happen. Yes, I dare say that at times there is as much competition amongst the parents as there is amongst the, the kids for the jobs. Oh, yes. I have to say that, you know, in the past I've um, always gone for the talent and looked at someone and, and really focused on, on the person I'm signing. But I have to be really honest with you, when I sign someone now, I want to meet the parents and I like to have at least about an hour conversation and just see where their head's at because I'm going to be working with them more than I am their child. And, you know, if, if, if I sense that there's desperation um, and panic in, in, you know, the time frame, you know, it's, it's like we don't have enough time. What should we be doing? What should we be doing? So that, that becomes a lot of pressure for an agent. And if you've got 10 or 20 people like that, that's when I kind of go, ah, you know, maybe there's another job that I could do out there, you know. Um, that's the only thing that puts pressure on us uh, at the end of the day. And, and these days I interview the parents before even considering um, signing anybody, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Parents have a responsibility to, uh, I think, be realists about what can and, and, and may not happen, um, to inform themselves about how the industry works. Um, yeah, and to just to, to be patient and have a, a, a realistic um understanding of what the timelines are. I mean, it can take 20 years sometimes to be an overnight sensation. <laughs> this is what I say to a lot of people, you know, go and research some of these big stars. They're not overnight success, you know. So I, I've had clients that I've signed at eight years old and it took three or four years to get their first job, um, you know, and then after that they were lucky enough to fall into another job and then another job and then their career took off and we've gone, you know, um, internationally and signed American managers and, and everything on board and, and careers take off. But you're looking at an eight to 10-year plan. Yeah, it it yeah. doesn't always happen. And, you know, sometimes you, you could have the most talented child, but they just haven't been right for the work. You know, I've, I've got that at the moment. I've got an incredibly talented young boy who we just haven't found the right job, you know, 
auditioning all the time. We've got brilliant US representation um, and the auditions are incredible, but the right thing just hasn't come along. And, you know, I, I have 100% faith that it will, but it's it's just a waiting game and, and that can be a little bit hard for people sometimes. Yeah. So perhaps there's someone listening who um, has a child or, or a niece or a nephew who they think would uh, or who expresses a, a desire to be, be an actor. How do they go about obtaining the services of an agent? I mean, what should be the, the things that they are doing? Look, I think, um, first of all, if there is a talent, you know, that talent needs to be harnessed. So, you know, if they're jumping on the coffee table doing shows at home, um, you know, either put them in a performing arts school or find an acting school for them so that they can, you know, express that a little bit more and, and get the right training. And then I guess it's it's really about taking a photograph, some decent photographs without makeup, you know, especially on little kids. <laughs> you yep. want to see them in their natural state. Um, and a little CV, if they don't have a CV, just a little bio, a little blurb about them so we can, you know, understand a little bit about who they are. And then any video footage. So I just say, you know, do a little video where they're talking about themselves, what they like, what they don't like, if they don't have any, you know, professional footage or do a monologue and send these three things over to different agencies um, the Media Entertainment Arts Alliance has a website where you can download agents in each state um, that they've got, you know, record of, um, and then you can find out their contact details there and um, email people. Just brief emails. Don't send them um, novels to read. Yep, <laughs> Just a yep. brief email introducing yourself and, and um, or, you know, attach the headshot CV and links and say we're interested in looking for an agent um, we believe our child has some talent. We'd like to explore it. Please let us know if you're interested. It's just that simple, um, you know, and agents uh, are looking for talent, even though it's COVID. We, we are looking for anything that we don't have. Um, you may get rejected. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with your child. It could be that they have, you know, three redhead kids on their books already and they can't take another one so you know don't don't be um let down if people say no because there's there's lots of reasons why they say no yeah so it's quite simple it doesn't have to be complicated no not at all not at all so so they obtain the services of an agent what should they be expecting to pay are there any costs involved with having an agent so people work their businesses differently. So we have a structure where up until the age of 15, we have a fee. What that fee includes is a professional photo shoot. Um, we put them up on the different casting platforms like Showcast Casting Networks and we have a website as well, which they have their own page. It's like their mini little um, website for themselves um, and they can upload videos, photographs, um, CV, bio, everything. And we use that sometimes to pitch our clients. So we, we have a standard fee each year for that. Once they turn 15, um, we like them to do it all themselves. So basically the reason why we do it is when we sign, say, 20 people and everyone goes out to different photographers, get their, get their photos done, um, people take forever to up, you know, create their showcast or their casting networks. And we have to gather all this information and it could take months. So the reason why we do it is we get the same photos for everybody. They all look uniform on the website. Um, we have a certain um, image, you know, with the agency and people know, know what to expect 
when when you know they they see something you know when they see a client from random or or talent box or whether you know when they see their material they they kind of know that yeah that's random that's what we expect um you know some some agents let them just do it all themselves and maybe you know that works for them for for me i found in the past i'm forever chasing people for things so once they get to the age of 15 i think well now you are like a young adult and now we need to teach you to take charge of this for yourself. So they have to create their own, you know, show cast, casting networks, keep it up to date. They have to get, you know, organise a photographer, will give them, you know, some people to use if they want or, or choose their own, get their photographs organised, send them to us, you know, go and have classes, send us links to your class work, you know, and then you kind of step into more the adult shoes and that's what we expect by the time they're 15 because if they can't do that um it becomes really difficult when you're dealing with an 18 19 year old and you have to chase their parents so that you can get a response to a casting that's due tomorrow so that's really difficult um, and that's why we have those two different options so the, the casting agent is um sort of the go-between, if you like, between the gig and the agent. And and you as the agent are sort of the go-between the, the casting agent and the and the actor. Uh, what's your relationship with the casting agent? How do, how does that work? I mean they send you a brief. What happens then? Yeah, so the brief will come through and you know they've asked the specific um, characters in that brief with different age groups and they'll specify, you know, whether they're after um, diverse talent or whether they're after white whether they're after a redhead, you know, or whatever they, they, they're actually looking for. And then we submit our talent. So whether it's through Showcast or Casting Networks or sometimes we'll pitch directly to the casting director. So we'll say you just sent this brief, brief through, I've got the perfect person for this. There might be one person you're really passionate about, so you'll pick up the phone and have a conversation. Um, once, once the casting director chooses who they want to see, um, they'll send us... Um, you know, their selections, then we will send that audition out to our people. And most of the time, because of COVID, it's been self-tapes um, and they'll put a self-tape down and, you know, upload it by the due date, you know, and time. And then from there, sometimes we might get a callback. Sometimes people might be put on hold while they're making a decision, you know, because they've narrowed it down to maybe six people um, and then they need to decide but they don't want to lose anyone. <laughs> so they'll put them on hold for a while. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the time we just, you know, one of our clients gets booked and we receive the information and then pass that on and then, you know, we pass all the information on for that particular shoot. Um it's really important, I guess, for the casting director to trust us. So, you know, some people will get a casting and they'll say, oh, um, Jenny down the road had this casting. We really want to, you know, we would really like to do this casting. And you'll tell them that you've put them forward, but the casting director hasn't actually asked for them to come in. So if you're really passionate about somebody and you really believe that they should be seen and they haven't been seen, um, I tend to pick up the phone and talk to casting about it and, you know, a lot of the time they'll ask for that person to, you know, audition if they've missed them for some reason. Yeah. So you'd mentioned self-tapes. They're becoming more and more a, a part of the industry for, for actors of, of any age. A, a self-tape is just um, filming yourself uh, performing a scene or, or a monologue. What, what's your advice for, for young actors um, and self-tapes? I think um, 
you really need to have high standard self-tapes because they stand out. Um, if you have a self-tape and you haven't positioned the camera properly, and we've had these instances where somebody's taped on their computer and we're either looking up at their neck and, you know, up at their nose or, or down at the top of their head. So these are things that you should test before you put your tape down. So have a little chat to camera, see where everything's positioned, and then, you know, look at that back and go, okay, does that look good? Because when, when a casting director is looking at 30, 40, or God knows how many self-tapes, if something looks that bad, they'll, they'll tend to look at it for 10, 20 seconds and then they'll move on to the next one. So you really need to make an effort to learn how to self-tape properly. There are so many tutorials on YouTube for free on learning how to self-tape, how to, you know, get great lighting, how to make sure your sound is really good, you know, how to frame it, which is really important. Um, you know, and, and what, what should you be doing while you're delivering your self-tape? Some people tend to move around and rock and whatever. Like there's a lot of information that you need to learn about self-taping. It's an art and um, I guess it's like anything else. Once you master it and you produce really good tapes, well, then people are going to notice and you'll get callbacks and, you know, people will watch your tape all the way through. So I think it's very, very important at the moment. Um, and I see why casting agents do it. I mean, it can take time to, you know, have a, a bunch of actors come down to the casting agent's office and then take them in one at a time and film, whereas if they get a whole bunch of self-tests sent in, they can watch them all. Um, because sometimes um, your decisions have to be very speedy, don't they? They'll get, they'll get a brief. And, oh, yeah. And, like, and you're, cast... you're filming two days later. That's right. And, and casting directors are under a lot of pressure as well. Um, I think since COVID it's opened up um, an opportunity for many actors who didn't get called into the room that now that the casting director has a little bit more time because they haven't sat through the casting process the day before, that they've got, you know, maybe some extra time to watch all these tapes that they might go, you know, that, that person's a little bit interesting. Let, let's have a look at them. So, you know, you might get to tape a lot more um, now with these opportunities than you would have gone into the room previously. So that's why it's really important for the casting director to be impressed by um, your tapes because they haven't brought you in before. So you really have to go to that effort to impress them because, you know, once things go back to normal, we might not be doing as many self-tapes or I hope um, they still offer those opportunities because it's it's given um, so many uh, openings to clients who, who never had the chance previously. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that you were on an overseas call this morning. Um, I imagine your job uh, requires you to attend a lot of theatre when it's happening, you know, live performance to see your your actors work. Uh, describe for me a day at the office. I'm, I imagine they can be very, very long. Yeah, look, um, so when you first get up in the morning, if you're dealing with international um, uh, clients and, and, and companies overseas, you have to be in their time zone. I think the latest that I would ever speak to anyone overseas would probably be around 9 or 10 o'clock, the latest, and that's like really late for them. Um, so at the end of the day or even after they finish work. So most of the time you've got to be up at least 6 or 7 a.m., you know, to be at least in that good working, you know, business, business hours. Um, so once you've done your uh, business calls overseas, then you check all your um, briefs that might have come through overnight or in the morning and and you put um your people forward for all the castings and then you check your emails and 
you know, you might have, um, you might be negotiating contracts. So, you, you know, you're back and forth with producers and different castings, uh, directors to, you know, try and negotiate certain contracts. There might be um, lots of uh, people submitting for agency representation. So you've got all of those to go through, um, you know, not to mention then you've got invoicing to get out in time to make sure your people get paid. Um, and then when things are really good and we get invites to our clients um, to go and watch them in different shows or film premieres, you've got to do that after work um, and sometimes on weekends. So, you know, it's it's nonstop. Uh, it doesn't stop, but it is rewarding, you know, for those who love it, I guess. And, and that's why a lot of agents, uh, I guess, these days um, really handpick their talent um, because there is so much involved in, in, you know, developing someone's career because you've got to um, go and watch them perform so that you can give them a bit of feedback. You know, they love feedback and, and they're waiting every moment. Like, you know, they'll send you tapes and they'll say, Sonia, you know, I'd love, love you to have a look at this. Let me know what you think. And you've got 150 emails to go through and now you've got all these tapes to watch and they're not even for a particular job, but you've still got to go back to them and let them know what your thoughts are and help them improve, um, you know, give them um, connections that you've got to, to go and see and, and train with. Um, so it is, it is a pretty long day, but it is quite rewarding at the end, I, I feel. Yeah. Uh, we see a lot of performers who have uh, social media accounts, Instagram and and, and TikTok. Uh, how essential is social media to, um, does it contribute to developing a career or um, are we seeing, it's a place to get noticed? Um, look, I, I'm in two minds of it. Um, I think that social media is, is great um, because it gives you a platform to have a voice. So I think when you have social media, you have to think about, I guess, what is your voice? What, why do you have this social media? Um, and if you're constantly, um, you know, if you have social media and you're constantly just talking about different products and brands and whatever, it becomes like a commercial station. I feel like you're overexposing your face to all these different brands. Um, I think if you have social media and you're into health, fitness, um, you know, if you've if you've got uh, a hobby, or even if you're promoting yourself as an actor, a performer, a dancer, whatever it is, you're you're, um, I guess, you know, using that platform wisely. It is a good thing, and if you can have um, some sort of positive influence out there, um, you know, where you you speak for a certain community. Um, and, and they see you as a strong woman, you know, supporting other um, young women out there and, and, you know, being a great influence or, or whatever it might be. Um, I think then it's it's worth having. And if you've got a lot of followers, it can really go um, for you in a good way, depending on what project is coming up and, and that, you know, if they want to put you in their film, are you going to put bottoms on seats in the cinema when it, when the film comes out because you've got, a, a, you know, a reach to a million people or whatever it might be? Well, then it is, I guess, a positive thing. Um, in the same way, it can also have a negative effect depending on, I guess, what goes on your social media. So, yeah, I think it can help, but you have to be really clever at how you do it. How you, how you use it, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
Sonia, as we know, acting is is the most wonderful profession. I mean, there's there's nothing like it, but it's part of a very tough industry to navigate. I mean, the amount of competition and rejection and and and, and perseverance is required, a, a self-belief and and a resilience. What's what's the key advice that you would give to a young person contemplating a career in showbiz? Um, my my advice to anyone would be to really be yourself, to know yourself, be yourself, and not try to be somebody else. You can be inspired by someone like Hugh Jackman, but we've already got Hugh Jackman. So, you know, you've got to try and bring something, I guess, um, your own essence that's going to be really exciting because you're someone new that, you know, someone's discovered and and now we all want to know about you. But if you go into auditions, um, I guess, and you're being fake because you're trying to be somebody else, that's going to show, you know, people will see that, they'll sniff it out straight away. And, you know, you see it in tapes. Like when when I get self-tapes and the person I know disappears on the tape and all yeah. of a sudden now they're, they're delivering what they think that the producer or the director wants to see. You know, at the end of the day, the more you can be yourself and your authenticity, the more that you're going to stand out. And it might take longer for some people, but at the end of the day, that's going to pay off. Um, that's the biggest advice I could give anyone. And, you know, training is really important. If you if you get the right training, it's going to help you move a lot quicker because um, some people are naturally gifted, like um, some singers, you know, they're born with a voice. They've just got a gift. They've never had a singing lesson in their life and they'll blow you away when they open up their mouth. And then you get people who've been training for eight years and they'll sing and they've got a brilliant voice, but they've got all this technique and, you know, they've been taught um, how to be a singer. So that's the same as actors. Some actors, they're just natural storytellers. And then some actors want to act and they go to school and they learn, you know, they, they go into NIDA for three years and they come out and they're, they're brilliant um, actors which have had all, all this training um, and you give them a task and, and you know, they nail it a lot of the time they, they just know what they're doing. So, um, and working with a lot of people, not working with the same coach all the time, I think it's important to have a variety of different teachers through your life so that you gain experience from, um, you know, lots of different points of view because you can't just, I guess, be taught by one person and know that that's the right way. Um, you'll get a little bit of every, you know, a little bit from everyone, which will create who you become in the end. Yeah. I agree with training. I mean, there's lots of actors out there who have not been to a, a training institution and, and they've uh, carved a, a very successful careers. But I think the thing about training also, all those things that you said, but it it's uh, giving you lots of great connections. You're working with other actors and designers and directors and teachers who are also going out into the industry and you're going to have those those firsthand um, uh, relationships with them um, through the rest of your career, which, you know, sometimes um, talent absolutely is required, but sometimes it's those connections which uh, enable uh, employment as well. Of course. And, uh, you know, sometimes you might get um, an opportunity that comes up and there's no money involved. So we had an instance like this about three months ago where I had an opportunity come through and there was an opportunity for a young actress who looked similar to the person who couldn't do it um, and she had no experience. So she's a, a young dancer who who's now into acting. And I, I 
had a chat with her and I said, look, this film opportunity's come up and it's a pretty decent role. You're a support to one of the leads. Um, and I said, but there's no pay. And she said, this sounds great. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. some people will say, look, if there's no pay, I'm not interested. My time's worth money. And, and I respect that as well. So this young girl um, took on the opportunity and she filmed and she went on set even on the days that she wasn't required to film. So this is a young woman in her 20s. The director was blown away and um, she's made so many connections now with all the actors. She's watched everybody work even on the days that it wasn't her turn. Um, and she is so um, inspired by that now that she's, she, I feel like she's jumped 10 steps forward just by that one experience. Um, and I've heard this time and time again that some actors, you know, they, they've got a, a really good career. They might have been, um, say, on Neighbours for three, four years um, and then they've just stopped and, and nothing really has come up. And then all of a sudden a, an indie film comes up um, or an opportunity to do something for not so much money and they take it. And then it's just that film's done so well, it's just launched their careers. So sometimes you just need to choose um, the opportunities, I think. Yes. as they come up because they don't always come up. <laughs> to put you in the room where it happens. <laughs> exactly. Put you yeah. in the room, um, connect you with the right people, as you said, um, because everyone's important. Sometimes people don't think, you know, and I've heard so many horrifying stories where they've behaved badly in the makeup room or the wardrobe room, but the makeup artist is the director's wife, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to be careful. You don't know who anyone is until you've really met everyone. <laughs> There's always someone watching. Always, always. always. Sonia Madurano, thank you so much. You're always very generous with your advice and, and, and time to describe the, the role of the agent. I'm, I'm sure it will benefit many of our listeners today who may be contemplating a career in the industry. Um, so thank you and all the, all the best with random management and talent box. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Peter. I always love um, coming on and having chats, especially um, to parents that aren't really sure, you know, um, they're quite welcome to reach out and ask any questions. Uh, at the moment, because of COVID, we're not taking on any new talent, but, you know, after October, our books will be open again and we'll be looking for talent that, you know, we don't have. So they're quite welcome to apply. If you think your child or a young person you know is looking to obtain the services of an agent, you can check out the website of the Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance, who are able to provide a list of actors' agents working throughout Australia. That's www.meaa.org. Hopefully Sonia has given you some information to ponder. Thanks for joining us in this episode. You can check out all of the episodes featured in the podcast thus far by visiting our website, www.stagespodcast.com.au. I'm Peter Irons. Keep well, keep warm, stay safe, and I'll catch you next time.